here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? It is Mike here, and I'm super stoked for today's show uh, because we have someone that I have a lot of respect for on the show going to teach us something that I know I will be sending our customers and our listeners for many months to come anytime they bump into a review issue because we are talking about reviews with the one and only Andy Lamb. Andy, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Michael. Yes. You, so you ventured out of the house. You're at a WeWork right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been cooped up at home and I uh, like to switch it up a little bit now that WeWork is open. So definitely fortunate and lucky yes, to have that's, this space. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you get more work done in a co-working space than you would at home? Ooh, that, that is a good question. Um, it depends on who I'm with, I think. Um, it, <laughs> I, I work with a lot of other e-commerce people, so sometimes we'll bounce our own ideas, sometimes productive, sometimes not super productive. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's a good change of scenery for sure. Nice, nice uh, fresh and breath there. Sometimes people say that's the point of going to a co-working space with others. Like, granted, your productivity may be lower, but you will like learn, collaborate. There'll be a buzz that can sort of transcend the actual work that you're doing, like you'll be able to generate more ideas than you would if you could otherwise. Yeah, just, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. The people that I work with are not only just Amazon FBA, but some of them are drop shipping and, and courses and things like that. So um, there's definitely a lot of you know different angles to approach a lot of different things that I would have never thought of. So definitely useful um, for a co-working space. Yeah, and Andy, I think you are. I think you have an interesting experience. Um, you sold products yourself and, and you still do and you also do a lot of education um, tell me a little bit about your history and what you do involving the world of sort of Amazon e-commerce and you know what you do a day-to-day -day. yeah I guess so a bit about me um, I was working the nine-to-five like most people starting Amazon um, I was working in biotech, do a lot, doing a lot of microbiological, bio, micro, uh, or agricultural work at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Um, kind of started Amazon as a side hustle while I was there, um, partially because I didn't see myself in that field for very long. Um, and I started selling, and you know, at first, like most sellers, it didn't go off or it didn't take off as smoothly as I had expected. Um, but eventually, it did kind of take off, and that's when I kind of left the nine to five. But now with my Amazon business, um, well, first of all, I was learning a lot of Amazon off YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. So 
people like Seller Tradecraft, um, the amazing seller people. Um, like, like there's tons of YouTubers that I used to follow all the time, um, and I still do. But I think that's one of the biggest things that I found was extremely valuable. Like free content that I could really, you know, use. And I think that's where I wanted to go with my personal business. Um, I mean, first and foremost, my Amazon brands are what I focus on primarily, but um, just being able to help others do the same thing. And that content is just extremely, well, I thought it was extremely valuable. So that's why I'm trying to put out content mm -hmm. twice a week on YouTube. Um, it's getting a little overwhelming, so I might <laughs> cut down to once a week, mm -hmm. um, but I'm um, doing Instagram as well, like daily content there. And I just added you guys on Instagram. So oh, right on. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much just, giving that information that I wish I had, uh, when I was first starting out, um, that's, that's my primary goal with that. Yes. Can I, can I brag, I'm going to, uh, brag for you. Uh, you know, I have found you to be so kind and so generous and so giving with, you know, even in our conversations that we've had in the past one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you have a great curiosity about all of these things and the way that you process information and give it back to people. I find, really refreshing so thank you for everything that you do it's awesome i, I dig your appreciate stuff appreciate that yeah appreciate that yeah it's uh it's 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 not my it's definitely out of my comfort zone to stand in front of a camera <laughs> yeah record, but um, you know i'm yeah. from i'm from new jersey and i made it out somehow without an accent even though like everyone <laughs> in my family says like drink coffee and walk the dog dog and they're very <laughs> skeptical over there and they don't trust anyone and I have a little bit of that. You, we've known each other. We've been talking for a couple of months now. And I'm always like, whoa, is he really this nice? Um, but lo and behold, <laughs> it's been great so far. So we that. have an awesome topic that we're going to be talking about. Reviews and review strategies on how to get more reviews. And, you know, if anyone's listening to the show for a while now, you'll know that, you know, we went 90 episodes deep uh, just on Amazon PPC. Very rarely did we have guests. And one thing I wanted to do, not only for my own sake and learn from people that do this day in, day out, because I spend 99% of my time just in ads, is start bringing in sort of outside experts to help complement everything that we do here talking about Amazon PPC. You know, if you can optimize your review process, that will make all of your PPC campaigns flow a lot easier. Uh, everything just sort of goes without a hitch. It's kind of like you're in easy mode. Um, and I'm curious, Andy, in your own experience, uh, you know, learning, because you went through a very, you know, I'm always inspired by people that, you know, just started learning. So I have to imagine there was a time where you did not have your review man your review management game locked in and you were probably struggling with reviews and then eventually you, you sort of cracked the code on it. And and talk to me about that change, like that transition that you noticed in your own business when you started going from I mean, honestly, people, I don't know if you floundered, but a lot of people struggle with getting reviews. So like to go from sort of like struggling to, oh, this is, this is what I do for reviews. Like I know how to do this. There's inputs and I get reviews as outputs. What was that transition like for you? What was that journey like? Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, like the review game has, has changed so much in mm -hmm. my personal opinion. And I mean, ever since I started selling, uh, which is probably like two, two and a half years ago. 
um, I mean, even prior to me selling the review strategy was, I mean, it was so easy for people to get reviews. Like right. it was a matter of giving out a thousand units and getting a thousand reviews the next day. Um, <laughs> that's just how simple it was back then. And, you know, since then it's, it's been a lot more difficult. Um, even when I first, first started selling, there was a big emphasis on review groups. So everybody was kind Big of time. flocking to these review groups with like 50 to a hundred thousand people and just saying, Hey, here's my product. Does anybody want it? Let's, let's do a swap for a review for a product. Um, and I think one of the biggest things for me in the beginning was, that, I mean, that was how I was getting reviews initially until one of my products just got wiped of reviews. And I was like, Oh no, this is the end of the world. Uh, what am I going to do now? This is my only way to get reviews. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely changed a lot since then. Um, yeah, those things, Amazon occasionally has these, it seems like every two years or every year or so, they have kind of like a review purge. Well, they'll, they'll kind of crack down on a lot of people who have been using these these uh, against term tactic, tactics. Um, and it's definitely changed a lot. But for me, it's to be honest, it's still been very difficult because um, Amazon's terms always change. Um, so when I was first starting out, we would go through or I would do the uh, review follow up sequence. So the email messaging sequences. So I was using a tool at the time called Zonmaster, where I set up, you know, uh, pre typed out email templates that would be sent out, you know, every three to 10 to two weeks after delivery or something like that, just to mm -hmm. kind of increase the customer satisfaction rate and uh, increase that customer rapport as well as eventually ask for a review. Um, for me, that did increase the review rate slightly, um, but not as much as I would have enjoyed. I think the typical mm -hmm. review rate right now is like a one to two to 3% um, on average. So for every hundred, sales you make, you may, you may get like one to three reviews, which is slow, especially mm -hmm. if you don't have that sales velocity. Um, so I think that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with now. Um, for me, it's, it's, I think that switch that we were talking about is just being able to ask for a review. I think a lot of sellers are coming into the game and just kind of expecting reviews to pile up, but it's just not going to happen because people are more likely to want to leave a bad review if they have a bad experience with your product as opposed to a good review. And it's, it's very product dependent in that sense as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, you know, you touched on a couple of those mistakes and that's definitely, I think, where we should start this journey. Let's jump into mistakes and things to avoid when it comes to reviews. So no review groups, I touched upon that. I, I don't even think that Facebook even allows review groups anymore. Um, I think the last time I looked, I couldn't find any or the ones that I used to belong to aren't even there anymore. Um, so definitely try to stay away from review groups just simply because um, to my knowledge, Amazon has flagged most of these reviewers as you know bad quality reviewers, repeat reviewers and things like that. Um, so that's, I definitely think that's something to avoid as well as, um, third party software. So, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of Amazon sellers, especially if you're new are getting targeted for ads for, you know, just join our software, pay X amount and get reviews really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I personally have never used it because I've just been super sketched out by these right. softwares because chances are it's, it's, they have flagged accounts too. So if Amazon sees repeat flagged reviewers for your product, it's going to, you know, second guess your ASIN, second guess your product. Um, chances are your reviews might just get wipes or even the product. So for me, that's definitely something you want to avoid. Um, hmm. I know, I know like, like friends and family is a typically uh, a, a recommended way to get initial reviews. Um, sometimes I still even use friends and family, but if they're like distant, um, mm-hmm. if they're within your household, that's something that you definitely want to avoid too. Like you have, if you have two buyer accounts in your household, um, I believe Amazon tracks like IP addresses and stuff like that. So if you have your dad leave your review for your product, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's going to get removed. So it, it's like that. right. It's almost like, it's almost like. I get the sense that Amazon doesn't want you uh, having people that are you know in your network leaving you reviews because they view those as bias. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest thing that they've come under fire for, just because they've had a lot of people reporting like oh fake reviews for all of these products with thousands of reviews, and um, I think yeah that's exact that's exactly why they just they just want an honest platform for mm-hmm. products that people can trust so no review groups even though that's so tempting like i always <laughs> see that as suggested facebook groups like leave a, leave a review um so no review groups no asking family and friends uh what about if someone has an email list outside of amazon like uh, they have their own Shopify site, they generate their own leads over there. So maybe they have an email list of like 10, 20, 50,000 people. Could they email those people and explicitly say like, leave us a review on Amazon? Um, I think it's always frowned upon. Um, for me, I definitely try to take the safe route for the longevity of my business. Um, I do have an email list for the business. Um, and whenever there's a product release or a promotion, I'll send a blast email but um chances are if they're a buyer and you have a quality product out there and you know they're satisfied with it they will leave a review on their own and i do ask them for the review via you know request a review but not in the email where it says hey you're only eligible for this free product if you leave a review um that's where that's where you kind of cross that line for amazon and that's where if you get a bad if you get like a a customer that's unsatisfied reporting the product um, that's that's uh risking your business for the most part right and and this seems like such a gray area because in the email if you're telling your email list hey we just released this new product or whatever it might be telling them to go buy it it's like how like they would have to know and like trace back the email that you're sending because Amazon's not inside these people's emails. They're probably not on your shop on the on your email list. So like it's such a fine line almost. Like does it ever feel like I mean you mentioned terms are changing. It must be so exhausting to try to keep up with all these changes like you oh no, you can't ask your friends and family. Uh you know, you could use review groups because at one point in time, I feel like that's all people did. Um, 
and then it's like if you weren't you were like sliding behind um so like you had to use it almost and now it's like well but if you have an email list like how could you even transition there so explicitly saying like go here leave a review uh potentially sounds like a gray area yeah and amazon doesn't even want you to you know, have their email, your customer emails. Right. Um, that's why they're so strict on, you know, only communications through the Amazon platform to your customer. Um, so even the fact that you have access to their email or you're able to divert traffic off of Amazon, if you wanted to sell products, you know, in the Shopify store that you had started for, you know, avoiding Amazon fees or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely something that they don't want to happen. That's why, Sometimes if you're asking for too much on in your product or if you include like a product insert and you're saying, hey, check out this website or hey, leave a review or if you want to sign up for our VIP list, you know, leave your email here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely frowned upon because they want all the focus to be on Amazon. Now, right. um, there are things like many chat bots and Facebook ads um, driving people to either leave a review uh, for a free product or, you know, to your Amazon listing. Um, to my knowledge, it, it is rewarded if you are driving external traffic onto Amazon. Right. Um, but sometimes it may be frowned upon if you're running a promotion and saying, Hey, leave free, re- leave a review for the products for the free product and things like that. Right. Damn. So, in, sh- in short, it's it's kind of like the biggest mix. The biggest mistakes, obviously, are going out and using review farms, going out and like paying for reviews, because you know a lot of those people in those review groups or when you pay for reviews are going to be potentially like professional reviewers like on the side maybe they control like several different amazon accounts and like eventually amazon's good like smart enough i'd like to believe uh as a consumer on amazon that they will eventually be you know eradicating those accounts i mean there's there's websites like review meta or like fake spot i believe is one um that basically try to like analyze all the reviews that are like fake and then like filter those out like if you're telling a review farm oh be sure to mention like durability in your review and then like they'll scan and say you know so many reviews had durability entered you know in this month meaning there could be a like a potential spike if those third-party apps that people are just sort of putting together for their own desire i have to imagine amazon has way more infinite resources to like stomp out review manipulation type things so yeah 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 and i think they recently had like a crackdown um because i was reading forums and i noticed a lot of people were getting their accounts temporarily suspended or shut down because of review review manipulation um and during these processes or during these purges pretty much they do request that you submit a plan of action when you are um when you're trying to get your account reinstated so you know during this process they basically want you to you know for lack of better terms like get on your knees and basically spit out everything that you have been doing which includes you know if you are running if you are running third-party services or that's fascinating things like that um because they want to know they want to be yeah they want to be able to pin down exactly you know where you're getting these reviews if you're getting getting them from like a chinese bot farm or review no, farm it, like that. That, that's like police work that's like i don't want you i want your dealer 
Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from people that I've talked to, they, they will just like, they'll wait until you just come up with something to tell them um, because they want you to feel the pain a little bit. Uh, wow. yeah. yeah, it's so many times the, it, you know, if you're, it, it sounds like if you're trying to build a legitimate business, don't go pay for reviews online. So I, I think we, yeah. I think we harped on that, um, pretty good. Just basically don't be explicit. If you're asking people, Amazon generally frowns upon that. Um, that's probably sounds like a gray area because I, I have to imagine they're not like inside your email when you're sending it to your own private list that you probably curated yeah. through ManyChat or whatever. Um, and then, you know, try not to manipulate it with like paid, bought, incentivized reviews yeah. and things like that. And with, so we, we, we talked about the mistakes. Now I want to jump over to the strategies on what's actually working now. Okay, Andy, we, 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 we definitely got those mistakes to avoid. Now I would love to hear, you know, what actually is working right now to have a review strategy that can help people's businesses. Yeah, good. Definitely something good to talk about. Um, well, first and foremost, I think one of the biggest mistakes to avoid um, is to put out a cheap product. Um, I think mm. if you're looking to grow a long-term business on Amazon, especially in private label, um, it's important to put out a quality product that people are going to, going to want to leave reviews for. Um, if you're not, you know, delivering a satisfying product, if you're not, you know, shooting to over deliver on your product, chances are you won't get a review for the product or there'll be less enticed to leave a review for the product. Mm -hmm. um, if your main goal is just to make as much money as possible in a short amount of time and put out a cheap product and increase your margins that way, it's more likely that you're going to get a one to two star review as opposed to the five star review that you actually want. Um, right. So with that said, just some products are naturally more prone to getting reviews as opposed to maybe like, a pair of scissors, unless it's the best pair of scissors that is on the market. Um, people aren't going to say, unless people aren't going to say like, this is the best pair of scissors I've ever used. Um, but if you're putting out like a crappy pair of scissors, they're definitely going to leave the two star review or one star mm. review. Um, so in terms of strategies, um, as mentioned earlier, I think it's, as you mentioned earlier, I think it's really important to just stay within Amazon's terms. Um, if you want to be in the Amazon game for a long time and have that long-standing business, um, it's primarily about sales velocity, I think in my personal opinion. Um, so with that said, or with that, with what I said earlier, you know, the average review rate is about one to three percent. If you have a hundred sales, you get one to three reviews. Um, but Amazon definitely wants to keep everything on their platform, it seems. So they've come out with the review request where you can basically go down the list of every single order um, and request a review um, within a certain time frame. But as you can imagine, if you're selling hundreds of units a day, requesting hundreds of reviews <laughs> for every single order is extremely tedious. Even if you had a VA doing it for you, it's extremely tedious. But um, a lot of the actual softwares, well, the first one that I used is Sellerize. Um, it's a Sellerize Chrome extension. It's actually free, and it's one of the first ones that came out. Um, and it's basically a, a one-click type of Chrome extension. So it integrates directly with your seller platform, um, and then you just hit 
uh, you sort it by the last, I sort it by the last 30 days and then I hit the re request a review and it go ahead, or it goes and um, just selects all of the orders to request review from that are eligible. Um, but recently I think Jungle Scout and Helium 10 also came out with those, uh, with that extension as well as feedback whiz. Um, so they're definitely out there now. For me personally, that has surprisingly increased my review rate for some of my products. Again, it's, it's very volume dependent. So if one of my products is selling, you know, 150 units to 200 units a day, um, I've been seeing, you know, 10 to 15 ratings or reviews um, for that product every single day, which is pretty wild. Um, and it's not something that I had seen previously. Um, but again, it's because of the sales increase um, for that specific product. Uh, also with that said, mentioning ratings, um, it's also super beneficial because people are more likely to leave a rating because it's easier, but it also still shows up as a review. It looks like a review when people mm -hmm. are browsing your products. Um, so that's definitely been helping a lot of sellers as well. Yeah, and with um, Amazon trying to keep everything on their platform, I think another good strategy to get those initial reviews to help that initial sales velocity too is Amazon's early reviewer program, um, which basically gets you five reviews really quickly. I think it's like 60 bucks. Um, and if you're not sure what the early reviewer program is, they basically kind of incentivize um, new products that have below, I think it's five reviews, um, to, it's at a random, it's, it's a random selection. Um, so when somebody places an order for your product, they may offer like a two to $3 Amazon credit, um, to leave a review. So it's Amazon's way of incentivizing <laughs> reviews. Um, so you're not in a review group. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they also came out with, with the, um, sorry, I'm just babbling. No, this is good. <laughs> um, they came up with the Vine program, which I think is really awesome too. Um, it, it leverages their Amazon Vine voices, um, which gets you, I think, up to 30 reviews. I'm going to be testing it on a new, on a new product. Um, but from what I've seen and what I've heard from other sellers that I talked to, it's, it's one of the better ways to start out in the beginning too. So mm -hmm. that is, that's pretty much the give a item away in exchange for a review almost mm -hmm. but with an Amazon right, but, it, but you're doing it tracked so Amazon knows where it's going how's it how is it working yeah and um, when people go to look at the reviews it actually says like buying program reviewer um, mm -hmm. next to the review so people know um, right so so far we've got don't put out a cheap product right that's table stakes then there's the request review button inside Amazon. And that sounded like it was a bit of a game changer, you know, cause you were mentioning like about a hundred sales a day and you were getting like 10 reviews from that, like sending out these emails to people like through the Amazon platform. That sounds awesome. Early reviews, the early review program and the Amazon Vine program. So Amazon definitely sees the the gap and the desire to have lots of reviews and they wanted some kind of mechanism to basically keep people reviewing products which uh, you know ultimately I'm, I'm sh sure they have internal data that says like the more active you can train customers on Amazon to be like to be active participants and like the Amazon social side of it like leaving reviews and participating like the better um, so I'm sure they want to incentivize that engagement from customers too. Yeah, for sure. And I think at the end of the day, 
if they're making more money, it's going to be a, a better right. relationship. So the more social proof that more products have on the actual platform, the more money that they're going to make because more people are, you know, they, they see that social proof in the reviews that most products have. So chances are they're going to make the purchase on the spot um, or more impulse buyers. Mm -hmm. so. And I've heard stories and seen and talked with customers and you hear stories like this, somebody leaves a bad review. Uh, and then they're typically contacted by the company saying, you know, what can we do for you or something like that? Um, I have a question, you know, about that, like, should that be responded to like in the ratings? Um, is, is there a way to contact those customers? What should be said? Should you, should companies be replying to good reviews too? like, Tell me about like the feedback loops that we have available to us, like for responding to potentially bad reviews and should we respond to good reviews too? Yeah. Um, unfortunately it's a little difficult. I mean, primarily most people are, are concerned about the bad reviews that they get. Mm -hmm. Um, you do have the option of commenting on each bad review. Um, I personally do that with all of my products. If I receive a bad review, uh, I kind of send a quick message and say, Hey, um, we're sorry that you weren't satisfied with the product. If there's anything that we can do to better the situation, um, that's the type of message that I'll send. Um, I think like 99% of the time they don't respond. Okay. Um, but it's more of like, you know, you, you make the attempt to, um, in terms of responding to good reviews, um, I think it's great that some, some people are able to do that. Um, again, I'm not even sure if a lot of the times people see um, they're often hidden responses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, um, that's that. But in terms of feedback, um, I released a video on this recently because some of my students had an issue with this, um, especially if you're first starting out and you get a bad feedback that kind of messes with right. your entire account because it might show 50% poor feedback and then that might drop your sales um, velocity or sales volume drastically. Um, so Amazon's pretty good with this and they're pretty quick to act upon this. So if the bad feedback isn't related to the actual product or isn't related to um, the brand itself and it's actually Amazon's fault, they're, they'll probably remove it within a matter of seconds to minute if you just report it. Mm -hmm. um, and then if there is a case that you need to open with them to, you know, further, if they don't remove it right away, you can do that. Um, but they're usually pretty good with removing poor uh, rate of rating feedback. Very cool. And in terms of, you know, those, uh, I'm just, I'm actually looking at a product right now. And one question that I've, I've had our community ask is, you know, like sometimes people mark bad reviews as helpful. And this could kind of get into like the manipulation area, but like, Sometimes people are, not only do they complain about maybe not being able to really be in control of their reviews, and we've covered some good strategies that people should be doing here on the show so far. What about the, the, the what are your thoughts on like that helpful button? Like, should people be worried? Like, should they be like telling their like family friends to like go hit the helpful button on all the good reviews and like things like that? Um, any comments on the helpful button? Yeah. Um, that's definitely been around for a while. It's been around and, for a uh, while. Yeah. Probably not as monitored as heavily. I maybe don't quote me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I don't know. It's, 
it's it's pretty rough for some products, especially because um, it it could drastically affect drastically affect your sales because if you get one bad review that a lot of people upvote, mm-hmm. that could be the first review and the biggest review that that potential customers see. So, you know, if if a review if the first first review comes up with somebody getting injured uh, mm-hmm. for a product, for example. I mean, I'm not going going to want to purchase the product. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I don't think Amazon's like cracking down on that super closely. Um, it is something that's easily you know manipulated if you just ask you know 20 friends to kind of downvote it if you really wanted to, um, saying that it was unhelpful. Um, it's probably 100 percent against Amazon's terms. Sure. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it is something that drastically affects drastically affects listings, but it's probably not something that's re- regularly tracked. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a tough one, but not a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Try not to manipulate it, put out great products. Um, yeah. so it sounds like in, in short, to sort of summarize this, don't manipulate it, put out great products. Amazon has sort of three mechanisms that you can take advantage of the, the early review system, the request review button where you have to go uh, product by product. And there's some ways to speed that up. Like you mentioned and the Amazon vine program. Um, so this is, these, these seem like good tools that everyone should be deploying inside their business to jumpstart and maintain some of their reviews. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, again, it's it's primarily like a volume gameplay. So if you're doing your product research correctly, you're doing the differentiation for your product correctly, and this is primarily based on private label products, um, but you should be able to get a solid review velocity, especially from launch. Um, mm-hmm. So some of my students within the first few months are getting decent amount of reviews that I, even I wasn't able to get um, from the beginning. And they're not doing any um, review groups or family and friends or um, cool. uh, many chatbots. So mm-hmm. this is definitely a review strategy that a lot of people should be using. Uh, getting those initial reviews helps from the program and then just asking pretty much if it's a quality product. Uh, most people, not most people, but a good percentage of people would be willing to leave a review in my personal opinion. Boom. Andy, we covered a lot of great stuff. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can the good people of Badger Nation out there find you if they want to learn more? Oh, man. Um, so I'm on YouTube. Um, I release videos once or twice a week. You can find that at the official Andy Lamb or at the official Andy Lamb on YouTube. And then mm-hmm. the same handle is for Instagram, the official Andy Lamb. And then um, if you're interested in a Facebook group that's growing pretty quickly, almost at a thousand members, we have the prestige Amazon FBA mastermind as well on Facebook. Um, right on. Is yeah. there an unofficial Andy Lamb out there? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Andy. And for everyone else, we will see you right here next week on the PPC Den podcast. Have a good one.